This is TDTF Pod. I'm Jonathan Ariola. Brevity. Lag delay. Something I hope that people watching news and experiencing their own COVID-19 sequester, their quarantine, something I hope people take away from this is something I don't think most people are going to get. That it's going to be one of those things that just doesn't quite sink in. I don't say that in some omnipotent sense of like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I'm not saying that. I don't know that. I don't have a crystal ball. Psychics are fake. Okay. But just based on the way that I think most people work, and maybe it's my own personal pessimism about it, my own doubts of society's abilities to understand in general. And I do mean the United States, because I don't know what other countries are like. I don't know how the various governmental forms are, and thereby I'm not sure any of this would be extendable. If it is, good. If not, well. When the death count in the United States hit about 20,000, I stopped paying attention. Now, partly I did this of my own mental health because I don't want to obsess about it. I don't want to turn this into some kind of statistical hobby that replaces, like with some people, how they follow the statistics of their favorite sport. And lacking the ability to focus on that said sport, the part they like, the stats and such, performance and all that, some of them are kind of using this disease as a means to scratch that itch because their sport has been canceled. I don't know how widespread that is, but it does happen, so we'll say it's a small percentage of anything. I don't want this to be like that. Because I do enjoy some statistics, but not to that degree, not of any kind. I do enjoy Excel sheets and looking at data and being able to take it and understand it and crunch it and turn it into something useful. But again, not like this. Usually it's a specific purpose that I'm after. Trying to see how the downtime of not having a particular part or do a repair, the lead time involved, meaning that you need to have more of that thing. Inventory, that stuff. I find that enjoyable, oddly enough. But this doesn't scratch that kind of itch. Not really. So I stopped watching. And since doing that, I feel better for it. Truly, I do. But the thing I'm referencing at the beginning of this is that when it comes to news, when it comes to politics, The stuff that happens in the United States nationally, by and large, does not influence my life. And, consequently, my ability to influence things on the national scale is non-existent. Statistically speaking, it's damn near zero. And turning that into a practical sense essentially is zero. If you ask me a question, a yes or no answer, and I say 0.001% yes, that's basically a no. You might as well consider it a no. And as far as you operate in your life, 
It's a fucking no. This reminds me of the conversation I had with... Hardcore Skeptic. I was on the Hardcore Skeptic podcast and I was talking to uh, Lisa about this one. That if you're 95% right, that for the average human being, everyone else, that's basically a yes. That's good enough. 95% is an A. You've done a good job. You understand the subject. You understand the concept. Granted, working in physics, especially in the medical field, as she does, that isn't good enough. And it shouldn't be good enough for someone like her. And it shouldn't be good enough for someone whose main goal is to really understand something, especially in science, in the medical field, and trying to help people out. But for everyone else, the common folk. I'm not saying that in some kind of like folksy reminiscence and glorification of the common folk, the uneducated about a particular subject. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying just population-wise. I'm not trying to lean on some kind of ad populum logical fallacy as a means to convince anyone of my position. I am pointing out that, by and large, it's inconsequential. And so, too, by looking at national politics. Most of the things that occur in national politics do not affect me whatsoever. That when they make changes to banks and to large corporations and even immigration policy, like, it's just not something I see in my tiny-ass little town. It's not something I see the repercussions of. And so for someone who leans on the Republican side and and says, oh, immigrants are bad and we gotta fix this and derp, 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 all I hear is them just bullshitting in the wind because it doesn't affect them at all. And that what they're thinking about is some grandiose larger picture that they're trying to attach to, to then imply that, oh, this is something important that you have to pay attention to. And it's just not really. And then even if you were to start looking at other people's lives and seeing how it influences them, statistically, it's so fucking small overall. And be damned Trump's ideas of, oh, it's it's horrible for lots of people. He's just making shit up on the fly. He's trying to convince whatever audience he's talking to to listen to him and sympathize with whatever concerns or thoughts that they have running around in their own damn heads because that's the way he works. He works a crowd, like a comedian. Now, granted, I see the things that he says as funny and ridiculous to the point of clownish, but it's not that for other people. It's, oh, he understands me. He believes in the things that I believe. Because they do. They believe those things. And so if he says something that falls along the line, suddenly you like them more. Technically, that same kind of policy, that idea that they're just being pandered to, you know, it's a concern that you should have in general about any particular person who's talking to you, trying to convince you of something. They're selling you a thing. They're trying to convince you that this is the way that things should go, be it Bernie or Trump. Now, granted, I understand at least some things about economics and and the idea of general society to say that Bernie's ideas are a lot better than Trump's, by and large. But again, at what percent? 
So you see some people who put out an argument saying that socialism is bad, is all this bad stuff. And granted, most of the time, you're seeing conflation between communism and wholesale socialism. Because what Bernie and I are talking about is not either of those. It's socialistic programs, democratic socialistic programs, things that we vote for, that we agree on. For example, if you were to kind of back out a little bit and consider how Obama had done as far as socialistic programs and the Trump, I was going to say industry, I guess in a manner it is kind of an industry, but the administrations had done that this $2.2 trillion is vastly larger of a socialist program than Obamacare was. Although I do take umbrage with using the word Obamacare because it's not his policy. Just because you sign your name on the bottom line of something doesn't make it yours. A deed, perhaps, sure. But a bill being put into law is not a deed. You do not own the thing just because you signed it. And so calling it Obamacare is fucking stupid. It's flat out wrong. It's an utter lack of understanding of the thing. Now, granted, you might use it, as I have, in order for people to understand what you're talking about. That's a little bit different. That's about trying to be on the same page. But the Affordable Care Act, as it were, is something that Congress made. All of those people involved in its manufacture and design, and thereby the votes that are encouraging it to exist and then go through to eventually land on the president's plate. So we can sign it or not. Either doing a strict veto or just letting it go into law by not signing a thing, which is also an option in the United States. A president can decide not to sign a thing, but after having it sitting on the desk, hypothetically, I'm sure it's not actually sitting there on the desk, for a long enough period of time, it still becomes law. So, those are options. And of course, Trump being Trump, everything he does, he signs his name on, it's his. That's why he wants to put his fucking name on the goddamn checks. Although, if you really look at that particular signature, it looks like a goddamn seismograph. Like an earthquake happened for a brief amount of time. And the needle that skips back and forth to indicate how much the earth is shaking in various waveforms. And that's what its indication is. It's a shit signature. Does that matter as far as Trump goes? No, it's, it's inconsequential. I'm just merely looking at this strictly from the sense of that. Is my signature any better? Fuck no. My signature is so goddamn variable, I can never really tell if it's even my own goddamn name. Granted, it tends to cluster in a certain amount of variability because of my dyslexia, as well as my dysgraphia, which is what the whole shitty handwriting thing, even being a full-ass intelligent, well-articulated as I hope that I am. Regardless, it's inconsequential to it. Because again, that one example doesn't tell you about my actual intelligence, does it? Just looking at someone's signature, you can't say, Oh yes, this person is this, this person is this. 
This person is stupid because they got a stupid hand signature. Look at this. Look at all these swoops and loops. None of it's consistent. Fuck, I don't even know if that's a goddamn letter. Or this guy's all seismograph. It's all up and down swoopy pointy bits. Like someone got a pair of fake vampire teeth and stuck it upside down. That doesn't actually say anything about the person. And so too, by extension, just folding along with this particular thought train. Janky as it might be. Most of the laws that are made and discussed about and argued about vehemently on national screens has nothing to do with me. It's strange to even be in this rural community where there's only two cases, and there's still only two cases. It's been many days since then, weeks, in fact, since the last second case was found. And the local department, on the behest of the governor of the state of Utah, said that even if you have symptoms that may not quite fit into what COVID-19 might be, still go get tested, please. Because there's enough tests to go around here. I don't know if that's different in different regions, and maybe I'm a misunderstanding as far as the supply and demand goes. Still, the recommendation's there. So, in the event that I do get those kind of sniffles and stuff like that, I will go get tested because it was recommended by my governor. And that's where I start thinking that that's when stuff starts to actually fucking matter. At the state level. Laws about banning abortions in some fucked up way to try to get around the Roe v. Wade decision. Chipping away at people's rights just so that some religious nuttery can decide, oh, because my religion says this is evil, this is death, this is murder, this is bad, and suddenly it has to be bad for fucking everyone. There's the same justification when it comes to anti-gay rights, transgender rights, and the like. It's fucking bullshit. Hey, buzzy phone. All the same, my concern, as I think most people should be, and what they should take away from all this, is that the government that really matters in your life, the on-the-ground, everyday, serious implications, is on the state level. And that anyone who really super focuses on just the national side, while ignoring their own local politics, isn't understanding politics at all. Now granted, we can make podcasts about it because it's entertaining, because it's fun. And that's the part of the show, because it's a show. We're making podcasts about these national things because we're trying to get an audience. It's the same kind of motivations that each one of the different mo- the media organizations are dealing with. Now I say media, not in some sort of weird loaded sense that you might see spitting out of Trump's mouth. Fucking media, goddamn. No. News. News is about things that are new, that are dangerous, that are exciting. They want to get you listening so that you'll stay long enough for a commercial to play across so that you can get whatever product that's being advertised and they get paid. It's an industry, it's a business that they operate by. In a weird sense, I guess so too, some podcasts, where they lean on all the national stuff to try to get by. And I understand that. I sympathize with that. That makes sense, because it is a business. But as you as a consumer, if that's the only kind of politics that you are consuming, 
you're not really involved in politics, you're a fanboy. I'm sure this is not exactly the most popular thing being said to anybody, but that wasn't even a fucking sense. My God. Here I am trying to make a cogent point, and then I sound like a mush mouth garbling over myself. Fuck. Again. Do realize where this is coming from. This is just me. I am just some lonely guy. Da guy? Dude. Dude guy. Dude guy man bro. Uh, hearing Utah in rural Utah, no less, who hasn't had to deal with COVID in any serious way, aside from the restrictions placed on by the state governor and the office, accordingly. And so the schools have closed and restaurants have done curbside only, and they're limiting the number of people that can go into the Walmart at any particular point in time, and they're talking about testing and being worried about the consumption and people are worried about it because they are consuming the information through the news and using their news forms to try to get their information but the thing is is that you have to remember that they operate by what's interesting if it bleeds it leads all of it when you hear about a crime about something that happened in Kentucky you know what that translates into The rest of the states haven't had something as interesting happen. That the population at large has not had a horrific murder of their family and children in the house burning down. But they haven't had a shooting. And yes, there are more shootings in recent times than we would like to see, which is the answer is zero. We'd like to see zero of that shit happening. Absolutely. But by and large, the vast majority, the 95%, the 99.99%, or whatever statistical variation satisfies your itch as far as saying that it's enough or not enough. In any direction that you lean, bad stuff isn't happening there. Not that bad, anyway. And yet, when you see this spread across the nation, 300-some-odd million people that live here, of course. Of course you're going to see a lot of bad stuff. Of course it's going to seem like the world is falling apart. Of course it seems like the disease is fucking everywhere. Of course. Of course you're going to see that immigration is such a huge problem because it was a problem once at this one spot. The concern when it comes to these things is when you see repeat occurrences of it in a singular area. For example, if the concern was about drug cartels as far as immigration goes, and there were busts of various drug cartel organizations and, and dealings and, and human trafficking in your town, it would be a big fucking deal. So absolutely respond in kind. This is something you should be paying attention to. Hypothetically, with this scenario I've given, not in general. But that's not how it works. It's not quite about that. Because overall, drug trafficking happens on every border the United States has. Through airlines, through ocean ports, and through the land borders from Canada and Mexico. It comes across in any of those directions. 
And if you were really to dig down into the statistics, it's the ports that are the worst. That's where massive amounts can get chipped in. Not some of the smaller amounts that you might see hiked across the border from some coyote, some mule, some, some person who's smuggling that shit on the backpack. No, you're talking about truckloads. Container shipments of this shit. Why do you think, and maybe this is a little conspiratorial, which I apologize for, and I'm not saying this with any real serious conviction, but why do you think that a lot of the drug cartels in various drug industries tend to hang around in capital cities and around major ports of shipping, be it airplane or otherwise? Because that's how the shit gets in. And that's even ignoring the fact that Realistically speaking, if you wanted to stop that, that's where the major focus should be. And even stepping beyond that, the most effective means to stop it is to legalize the shit, tax it, and regulate it. Again, it's the difference between being a hobbyist, being a rah-rah wee fan, waving your flag like you might see someone being a Broncos fan, where they have the jersey of every single Super Bowl win since back to 1983. And they've got memorabilia all over the fucking place. And they can tell you about this guy or that guy and cite the statistics of how well someone's performing or how bad managing a fantasy football team. The same kind of enthusiasm that's attached to that kind of hobbyism is the same kind of thing that you see a lot of people dealing with their politics. Yay, Republicans. Republicans are great. Democrats are the best. Trump is horrible. Trump is amazing. And then it ends. It doesn't turn into anything else. It's nothing more useful than defining what team you're playing for, which team you're rooting for, where you sit in the stands. Real attention to politics boring and difficult and complicated and layered with layers upon layers of difficulty and bureaucracy and understanding because there's so many facets to every single issue that there is except gay rights that's just religious bullshit I'm only partially joking about that I really do think in that particular case it really is just bullshit it's religious insanity cultural insanity trying to persecute a particular group that's just vulnerable and needs to be protected trans rights is the same fucking thing they're vulnerable they need protection because there's crazy bastards out there who think that it matters so goddamn much they're willing to kill someone for it and how insane is that to throw out the idea of human sanctity because of course when you're looking at a republican side of things they have a different set of rules when it comes to what's important or not I used to know what the name of the author that wrote about this wrote written about this kind of thing but basically that there's different modes of, of thought of feeling emotional attachment to the importance of a subject you know, those on the left tend to lean towards fairness lean towards protection While others on the right, the religious in general, look at sanctity, 
authority. And even if you are considering the sanctity of things, the sanctity of humankind, for whatever reason, based on that rah-rah we, maybe, maybe on their own personal biases and not understanding or incomprehension, they felt icky and gross. Regardless that they throw that out the window, violating their own stanchion. Stanchion, is that the right word? Uh, whatever. Their own position, their own thought process, their own goals, their own value system. Because this person says they're a girl, and this person says they're a boy, and this person says that they're neither, and this person says that they're both, or any combination thereof. What does it fucking matter? And it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It has no influence on that person's life. Zero. The only person that it really affects are those who have those identities. And so too, I think, a lot of different kinds of political things on the national scale are like that. It doesn't fucking bother you. It might bother you on some emotional level, but it doesn't actually poke you in the fucking face. It doesn't prevent you from going to your job. Now, granted, I'm bringing that up within the middle of a quarantine, where indeed it is preventing us from going to our jobs. And for good cause. I am worried when it comes to the whole COVID-19 thing, quarantine, that we react the way that we have, maybe even increasing the level of restrictions that are there. And things go well for us. The virus dies down, the curve, it bends, and we're able to return to normal. And people are going to see that and say, why the fuck were we reacting? This was bullshit. Alarmist. Media's bullshit. Fuck the Democrats. Because, I mean, come on, it's going to happen like that. All this is bullshit. Liberty derp der. Forgetting completely that the reason why it wasn't bad was because of our reactions. Because we locked shit down. Because we closed businesses. And yes, the economy took a big hit. But when we reference the economy, usually it's this large amalgam, this amorphous idea that they don't quite understand and put into any sort of cohesive thought. Because again, it's hobbyism. Their concern about the hob of the economy is a hobbyist level. They're wearing their jersey and waving their Reaganomics flag. They're sitting with their t-shirt with a trickle-down economics on their front. Neoliberalism is great. Yay. Without understanding what it is or what it does and what kind of effects that it can have. Because they don't really care. They want to attach themselves to this identity, this culture that they want to be a part of. They're looking for a brand. Just like Wrangler jeans, a Stetson hat, a plain white t-shirt... Fruit of the Loom. And them cowboy boots. Chewing on Copenhagen brand nicotine. It's a brand to be sold. Because that is indeed what we are being done. We're being sold. That's a product. A product line. Republicanism. Light. Republicanism bold. 
democratic sweet tea. Or whatever. You get the idea? And I hope, I hope against hope, that in all of this, we realize that the real importance is at the state level, is at the county level, the city, the town. When I see the public school bus stop on my street to feed lunch to the kids who can't go to school anymore, I see that human interaction. I go and pick up those lunches. I see the real care and concern and activity. They are doing something real and tangible in your life. Helping those that have their kids in school. Now granted, some of you don't have kids. I understand that. But for those of us that do, it means a lot. And knowing that regardless of me not being able to go to the grocery store, I know my kids will be fed. And even if it was the only meal that they could acquire, it would be enough for now. And knowing that this restriction that we have on our homes and our towns and everything and business, it's not nearly as bad as it could be. Because even when this is done, restriction or not, you can go back to work after. But if we didn't do that, you can't go back to work when you're dead. Or, in a weird way worse, if you lost a child, or a parent, or a grandparent, the kind of grieving that would be. Not just immediate, but long term. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, the most important politics are the ones that are closest to home. Most of it doesn't matter. So you can let it go and not watch the news. And turn on your local radio station. The ones that actually play local radio. Not one of these fucking satellite feeds. <sighs> that have everything programmed from some place in Arizona or Texas. I don't know why, but Arizona apparently is a place where a lot of radio stations come through. It's a clear channel thing, which is its own fucking bag. But again, that's complicated. So we get snippets of MSNBC or Fox News popped in there, plopped as though it's local news, and it's fucking not. It's not. It's some guy, some gal in a little studio, maybe even their own house, Miles and miles and miles over several Amer uh, American-made borders or even in your own rural country. I just said rural country. That did not come out right. I apologize. The own rural portion of your country it has nothing to do with you. Not really. And if you want to make any sort of real difference... You'll push for your local politics to change things. And at the biggest, the state. And maybe, maybe, after pushing for the state and actually making a difference there, you might reach out for the national level. But realize, there's so many fanboys out there that it's going to be garbled noise. But at the state level, it's different.
can do something real. You could be the governor who calls the quarantine into action to prevent a disaster, even if you know there are going to be people who don't even understand why you did it in the first place. And you'll have to be glad that they have the opportunity to bitch as much as they do, because at least they're alive. This is TDTF Pod. I'm Jonathan Ariola. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I'll talk to you soon.